Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. I'm delighted to have with me today Matt Kendall. Hi, Matt. Hello, how are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. It's really good to have you here. Now, Matt is an IEMT practitioner and trainer. You specialize in PTSD and social anxiety. So IEMT is integral, is that right? Integral eye movement therapy. Matt, tell us a little bit about what that is. So integral eye movement therapy, essentially it's how did this person learn to feel this way about that thing. Um, It uses the eyes as the main way to create change. The way that it does it, it's still, the jury is still out. Um, There are different theories. Um, I've spoken with a range of different people, including neuroscientists, doctors, um, just people who specialize in all different kinds of therapy models. Essentially, what happens is with our EMT, we get a feeling and we go back to how they began to feel this way. So essentially, you're creating like an affect bridge on you. So you, if someone is feeling angry all the time, we get them to rate this feeling of anger. It could be nine out of ten. How familiar is this feeling? And when's the first time you can remember feeling this way? Then you go back to the beginning. And the first time they can remember feeling this way may have been, you know, during their childhood or at school or with their parents. And so what we do is we get them to hold that experience and we then begin to move their eyes. Now, when you hold somebody's experience and you move their eyes at the same time certain very predictable things will tend to happen when somebody um, accesses a memory it'll tend to be what we call a subjective experience so that means you're seeing it like you are there Um, it'll tend to be a movie it'll tend to be close it'll tend to be vivid and it'll tend to have a high emotional impact and it'll tend to feel close both in distance and in time, although it could have happened 20 plus years ago. When you move the eyes, you begin to lose the imprint. It'll begin to lose its, its sense of time. Well, not lose its sense of time, but it'll just be something which happened a long time ago. It'll just turn into a different, just a memory. Rather than something that's really important, it's just a memory now. Um, movies will tend to turn to pictures or get broken up. It'll become less vivid. And you'll tend to see it from an objective point of view, and what we also call time progression. You'll get to see it from the person who you are now rather than the person who it happened to all those years ago. Oh. And so what, what, what this process basically allows you to do is the, your models of the world that you created when you were young you get to readdress these, these belief systems and also identity. Um, So it's also how you feel and how you behave. And by using the eye movements, it allows the client to very quickly make changes in their emotional life, which is more suitable for who they are today and not what they learned many years ago. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Now, I know it helps in trauma recovery and PTSD and things. That's correct. Tell us a bit more about how that works. Okay, so with trauma and PTSD, generally what happens, we have a whole model for uh, PTSD. And what we have to look at, we have to look at what the person 
what who they were before the incident, what the other people involved were before, what they were doing before the incident, what the person, the perpetrator, essentially, what they did at the incident and what they did after the incident, what who the person, the victim, who they became after the incident, and what the what that person did at the moment of impact. So basically, generally, it's like a timeline of you and the other people who are involved. And it's essentially, it's who the victim was before, what kind of person and what they were doing, what happened, and who they've now become. And lots of different therapies address trauma in different ways. A lot of the people try and deal with who the person has become afterwards. So you might have somebody who is a happy-go-lucky person. Maybe they're out drinking with their friends. Maybe instead of getting a taxi home, they'll say to walk home. They might get attacked by a group of people. They might get stabbed. They might get beaten up. And they might call out for help and they might feel vulnerable. And now they're an anxious person. They don't go out. They're not socializing. They're not eating. They're not going to work. They're angry. Now, a lot of people just focus on that element. What IMT does, we focus on what they did at that moment of impact. It's what we call the linchpin. And then basically we get them to hold what they did or did not do that means the most to them. And then we begin to move the eyes there. And once you actually begin to move the eyes on this thing here, what happens, the, the consequences of that to that person tend to sort themselves out. Because what people want to do usually with PTSD, they want to go back to who they were before mm. the problem. Uh, well, obviously, we, we don't have time machines, and that's not possible. And also, if you put somebody back to who they were, they're likely to repeat that mistake. Mm. So with IMT, we look at where they are now, go work on this thing in the middle, bring them up to date with a few different techniques, and then actually get them moving forward in a different direction. So a lot of people with PTSD, I've worked with all kinds of, all kinds of people, you know, from firemen to people who were involved in 9-11 to Grenfell Tower victims. And basically, PTSD, there's, there's different levels of PTSD. There's PTSD, which you can call like shell shock, you know, for people from World War I, where they literally, you know, catatonic yeah. and stuff. Most PTSD is something's happened and the person is just upset about it. And so they, they give themselves this label or even their doctors will give themselves this label of PTSD and they'll put them on some sort of medication to try and make them feel better. Mm. IEMT gets into the root of the identity of who the person was, who they are now and what happened in between. And the relief is just huge. So I've worked with people, I've got lots of interviews with people actually on my YouTube channel, IEMT Academy, including people who were burgled at home and they, you know, they were um, threatened with a knife in their own home. Um, people who, who else is on there? People, somebody who was firebombed and sexually assaulted. That's the same person as well oh. on two different occasions. Who's now an IMT practitioner. Um, so, yeah, lots of people have been sort of attacked, especially when it's somebody who's not, not, you know, not their fault. It's, uh, mm. um, so, yeah, so you also look at the imagery of when they think about the incident, what are they thinking about? Because IEMT works in different ways. It works on helping to remove the imprint of the problem and also just the general imagery the person has in their head as well. Okay, okay. Um, it just sounds fascinating. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, 
it's so it's sort of quite hard to imagine how it's working but i've no doubt you know i know with all these therapies it is it's very very powerful tell us what happens then when someone has a session okay well i do two sessions with people okay the first session i like to call like the emotional session then the second session is what i call the identity session so <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, let me bow. And so we have um, the first session is working on the the big problems of what really hurts emotionally. Um, now this might be a PTSD session, or this might be um, I worked. I'm, I'm, I'm working with somebody at the moment who's just in a bad relationship, or she's in a bad relationship. She's actually um, separated for this from this particular person. And has been for a number of years, but they have children together. And so he is still in their lives and he was in a very abusive character. And so what we did, we did this first session this week, we looked at the feelings that she has at the moment towards this man. Mm-hmm. And also the main um, incidents that happened that have kind of made her the way that she is. So we had about six different incidences and we worked on all of those. And then we looked at um, basically when she thinks about having to see him at a social event or whatever, what that feeling brings up. Then we work on that feeling to how she learns how to feel this way. So basically what happens, it makes all these um, really important memories and feelings just like fine it's okay it doesn't make you feel confident it removes the negative it removes the actual importance of it mm-hmm. then in the second session we do a review of how the week's been now when i see somebody for the second session they uh, it's a week apart they often look very very different because they've been going around with all these negative thoughts beliefs feelings and trauma and when somebody essentially releases you from having to feel this way and incapacitates your way of feeling this way, you suddenly feel much better. Your gait changes, your, your skin changes because your things like blood pressure can lower and just basically, you know, your, your skin, your blood flow and all circulation, you tend to eat better, you tend to drink more water, you tend to look after yourself. And the thing is, because you predict your future through your past, if you start to correct your past, as it were, your future projection becomes a much better without having to try and force it or tell mm. yourself lies in the mirror in the morning, like a lot of, or false positivity. It just does it naturally. And when you've got a good future to look forward to, you, you, are, you become naturally happier. Mm. And then in the second session, we look at identity. It, we don't have the time to go into what identities, but basically who is this person and who is this person now? Because basically we have the different levels of identity. We use something called the I, me, self, you model. You can look at identity as parts therapy or the ego states or whatever. Essentially, within a scenario, you have a way of being. And what we do is that way of being is usually in four different things. The I, me, self, you. And they tend to be much younger than the client's age now. So what we do is we do a different eye movement and we bring all these different identities into line um, or integrated And this allows the person to behave from the age and perspective they are now 
and not the seven-year-old or the five-year-old, mm-hmm. which they, they feel. Mm-hmm. And then we do some other techniques as well, uh, like the physiological data accessing cue, um, which is a, a few sort of NLP sort of base kind of techniques. It's getting people to stand in a problem and move. It's, you know, people might recognize it as like some sort of timeline kind of work. And yeah. It's just to get them moving out of the problem and to show people all this work is based around what we call the five patterns of chronicity. So why this person stayed stuck with this problem. And one of these things is that they are, it's the cause and effect. They allow life to happen to them and they don't take control of their life. Mm. So when we identify these patterns, because sometimes people who come to me have been in therapy for years, but nothing's worked for them. So we need to identify why that is. And uh, by using these patterns of chronicity, testing for evidence of what remains and not what's changing, for example, asking what if questions. So by identifying why this person stays stuck, we've actually, in IEMT, you've actually got a suite of about seven or eight different tools and techniques. Use the appropriate ones to create the appropriate change for the identity in that person and also the identity of the other person. So in my next session, I'm going to, when I talk about this woman who's been in this relationship, when she thinks about this person, what does that bring up? And then we mm. actually do identity work on the representation of that person that she holds internally as well. Mm, fascinating. Um, now, we are running out of time, but I just wanted to touch briefly on um, the requirements to train to be a practitioner. Okay. So basically, there are no requirements to come and train to be a practitioner. Okay. There are different types of people who we get to come to train. Mainly, we have therapists who come to train. Now, these could be counselling therapists, talking therapists, NLP therapists, hypnotherapists. They're the main core. This is a CPD certified course, 12 to 14 hours of CPD certification. We get people who are, who are my ex-clients, so they've worked with me and then are fascinated to learn how to do this. It's only a weekend course. At the moment, because of you know, lockdown and everything and social distancing, I might make it an online three-day course rather than a two-day in-person course. Mm-hmm. But basically, you don't need any certifications to train. But most people will do this um, as an addition to their skill set. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people have got don't do anything else; they just do this, and they do very, very well in it. Some people who are coaches or who are to, to think about it like this: IEMT makes whatever else you're doing work much, much better. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a coach, do, using IEMT in your coaching practice will put your coaching results on steroids. Um, it really is; it, it really is an amazing way of helping people get from A to B and using IEMT. So there's no requirements um, to do it at all. Um, but most people are already working with people already. And we, we get everything from masseuses to chiropractors to dentists to people who train uh, special forces in the army I've actually had as well and people helping service people recover, policemen and firemen. Yeah. So there's no requirement to get into it. So if you're wanting to get into therapy, it's a great it's a two-day course it gives you really good, really great techniques to use. Um, and to become certified, you just need to do two case studies. I give you all the information. You go work with some people. You send it in. I can review it. And then I can certify you. And it's an insurable um, therapy model as well. So you could actually do a, a weekend training, go do your case studies, 
and then get your insurance through a number of insurers, become part of our association, get your certificates and be an actual licensed IEMT practitioner and be on the website. You can do it in a very short space of time as well. Brilliant. And could you do it standalone? So if someone wasn't, it wasn't doing any other therapies, could they use that as a standalone one? Absolutely, because it is actually very flexible in its approach. So we have models to work on anxiety, models to work on um, specific emotions. Um, and we use what was called the three pillars of, you can call it depression or anxiety, whatever you want to call it. And, um, but basically how you identify the poignant emotions that we're actually going to work on, significant emotions. And also, um, you can use this uh, as a standalone, but focus it on a particular area. So it might be relationships, uh, people getting over divorce. People. So yeah. we had this one woman who's a very, very targeted. It's helping women who are living with alcoholic partners. And that's a very targeted, very, very targeted. Mm. But everything from sort of relationship coaching, if you want to get into that. So yes, you can absolutely, because I actually give you models of how to do different sessions of, of doing that. Um, and you can actually find your own way of working as well, but you can absolutely just do this. Now, most people do it with something else because I only do IMT. I am a hypnotist, but I usually just do IMT for two sessions. Other people, like a standard therapist or counselor, might do six to 12 sessions with people and use IMT intermittently throughout because that makes for a, a bit of a better business model. To be yes, yes. So, so it's a really good place to start as well because it shows you how to work with clients and be confident with clients as well. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating, fascinating. We are out of, t- out of time, Matt. So for people to be able to contact you, they, if they want to know more about IEMT, they can go to the IEMT Academy on YouTube. Yeah, that's, your that's YouTube, YouTube website, Facebook page, Facebook group. You can also go to the Association of IEMT. If you just Google IEMT, it'll be the first thing. That's um, our association website, there's lots of information there about training and everything. Um, if you want to contact me, I'm always on Facebook, like all day. Okay. Um, and it's Matt Kendall, spelled K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Yep. And you can also just drop me an email, just Matt, M-A-T-T, at I-E-M-T academy.com. But I am very easy to find. And if you do type me in, I'm a six foot two skinhead. I'm quite distinctive <laughs> when you mm-hmm. look at the photos. But if you type in IEMT into, or IEMT Academy into, I do, I'm on Instagram a little bit, but mainly YouTube or Facebook um, or just as a general web search. And I'm happy to talk to you about IEMT. And also that I've got hours of videos available from, real, from real people. Also I'm on yeah. LinkedIn. You can find me on there. Okay. Well, I'll post a link up to um, your website and the Academy, your YouTube channel when I, when I post about the interview. So uh, people will be able to find it that way. It'll be on the Brooklyn's radio page as well. Matt, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. That was Matt Kendall, our IEMT practitioner, trainer, and specialist in PTSD and social anxiety. Brooklyn's radio believes your health matters. 